0: ammunition whatever it takes to get you on your journey as you push through and grind through behind the grind let's go All right, well, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Grind. I am your host, Sharon Shuler. And as always, I'm so glad that you're tuning in and you're tapped into another conversation or another interview uh, that we're sharing with you here on Behind the Grind. Like always, it is our goal to bring real conversations with real people like you and I that are about their grind. And let me clarify this. You know, on this program, we interview individuals from all ends of the spectrum, right, from different age groups, right, Um, from different um, areas that they serve, you know, whether they are in the nonprofit space, whether they're entrepreneurs, whether they're in corporate America, whether they are, um, you know, a pastor, maybe they're an athlete, maybe they're a coach, maybe they're even on social media. You know, we interview individuals in all spectrums for one reason. And that reason is to show that there is a work ethic and there is a grind in whatever area that you're going into. And so uh, all of them have that, all individuals, all of us, we have that in common. That whatever God has called us to, we we have to apply the work and the faith necessary to achieve success. And so that's what we try to uh, deliver here on Behind the Grime. Uh, with that being said, we also interview individuals in different uh, generations, right? Multi generational individuals. And so today, I have asked a young man who is um, an emerging leader in uh, in the, in the uh, emerging Christian leader, I should say. That is um gone to seminary school. He has done some things um, that we just wanted to sit down and have a conversation. Um, it is Black History Month, as you're probably listening to this. We're rounding up Black History Month, I should say. And so we recorded this um, conversation because we really wanted to dig into the topic uh, really about um, church, society, culture. We wanted to just kind of cram that into this conversation it's kind of like a a barbershop type talk right between two individuals two black men right two black men from um um, different perspectives and the different perspectives is is in this case is that we're from different um age groups right different um generations you know he's from the gen z group and i'm from the gen x group and we're talking about a topic that's real near and dear to my heart and it's the church right so we're just going to chop it up today and, and, and get his perspective You know, um, today, a lot of our younger Individuals are doing a real good job of merging with their with with the other um ethnic groups and and different things a little bit better than, than the generations before. Um, but with that being said, we're still facing some tragedy moments to this day, right? We're still seeing racism on the front end. Um, you know, I just thought about it the other day. Um, Ahmaud Arbery, um, right here in Georgia, was killed a year ago almost a year, I think, year to this date, uh, or or so he was killed. 25-year-old unarmed black man was killed. And this is shocking because we're in the, this was happened in 2020. It's 2021 and we're still dealing with this this thing called race and systemic racism and all of these different things. And so a lot of times we're talking about racism in, in, in different spheres, right? We're talking about it in corporate America. We're talking about it in all these other spaces. But one place that we don't do a lot of discussion or have a lot of dialogue about, it is in the church, right? You know, on Sunday morning, uh, the churches still divide, right? The white church, the black church. And of course, we have a lot of churches that are multicultural church, but a lot of those churches are led by um, white men, right? They're not often led by black men, right? There are some, I'm sure, but a lot of times we don't see a lot of our white uh, counterparts uh, joining a, a church that is led by a black minister. Let's just be real. So anyways, uh, to get into that, we're going to kind of jump into that topic. Well, not necessarily that topic. I do want you to think about that. But we're going to jump about the topic uh, of church, right, and how church and society is. Uh, Arrington Smith has some um, some 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 dealings with the white church, per se. And so we have that conversation with him about how it is, you know, um, in the white church compared to, you know, the black church. And he has an experience with the black church as well. But we really just want to dialogue and have that conversation, because if the church is really going to be unified and really grow into the image that God has called us to be, there are going to have to be uh, some shifting. There's going to have to be some changes that take place. So bear with us here on this conversation. Just listen to us. Just hear our perspective, hear our hearts, hear where we're coming from. Um, This is conversation that is much needed. And so let's jump into this conversation with my guy Arrington Smith here on Behind the Grind. Let's get it.
1: How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you? Welcome to the program. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Glad to be here.
0: <laughs> well, tell the people a little, little bit about yourself, man. Uh, I know some exciting things have recently happened since okay. we moved here to Atlanta, right? <laughs> yes, my man is it's a nice. is a new. Right? A newlywed. Um, I mean, I <laughs> still the on the club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show the people. Show the people. Look at him. He's out there. He's enjoyed the club. So tell all the people about yourself, you know, um, tell us a little bit about where you came from, yeah. what brought you here, what you're doing these days. Yes, sir. i uh, originally from Haute,
1: Indiana. Okay. Uh, shout, outs Indiana. shout out to Indiana. Shout out to Vigo County. In that time. Is that what it is? That's, that's All what Yeah. Right. i um, yeah originally from Indiana. Um, moved around a lot for school. Yeah. Yeah, of course, we met in Virginia when I was in graduate school. Yeah, But I'm, I'm just me, man. I'm a, I'm a husband now. I'm a son. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a chaplain. I'm a teacher. Yeah, And uh, just, the, just the best we're trying, trying to represent for the Lord. So Tell, let's talk a little bit about Terre Haute. So you're Terre, Terre Haute? Is that where you're from? You were born in Terre Haute, Midwest. I'm born up in Michigan, Flint, Michigan. Yes, so uh, what was it like growing up there, man? Oh, man, I loved it. I loved it back home. And, uh, you know, Terre Haute is an extremely small town. Is it? Extremely. Is it? I think it's got, like, 40,000 people. Okay. Max. Okay. A um, uh, poor, poor okay. town. Collar, um, blue collar Yeah, everybody in my family worked at factories. Okay, yeah, same, same world. Everybody okay, everybody worked at a factory. My yeah. grandmother's, my uncle, my grandparents, my uncles, great uncles. Everybody yeah. worked at factories. Yeah, so it's a, it's a blue collar, hard working,
0: small town. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think you mentioned before we recorded this that Larry Bird is around there somewhere. So Larry Bird played, played ball at <laughs> That's crazy.
1: In, in, in from Michigan. I'm from Michigan. Not where, far from Lansing. We're magic, magic was, right? <laughs> there. So it's like Larry and Bird combination. Yeah, man. yeah. So I should have worn a Larry Bird jersey. Oh man, it, it's was. always been. A, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so were you like a Larry Bird fan? I I so this is the thing. I I'm a Lakers fan. Okay, okay. I'm a Lakers fan because he played for Boston. Okay. It's kind of a, it's a thing. Right? Okay. But, okay. I, I, I have an ISU where he played in college. Okay. So, and that's just because it's tough. Okay. I, know, I, I won't hold it against you. You should, you should support the hometown. I think You got home, to. Home. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and like as we said, Urban Magic Justin grew up there in Lansing. So, it, you know, it's something about that whole, whole issue. Yeah, something So, let's get into some conversation. Uh, speaking of that, that's an interesting segue into it. You know, we talk about, and I, I know this is way before your time, but the Larry Bird Magic Johnson was an introduction uh, to basketball sports. You know, it, it had its own little vibe to it. I'm, I'm set waiting somewhere here. Yeah, it had its own little vibe to it. The black, the white. You know, the Boston, the Lakers. Uh, people who who rock with uh, Bird were uh, typically of a certain persuasion. I should say. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to say it nice, right? And people who rock with the Lakers. I us from
1: a lot of you, <laughs> a lot of you. And so during that day, and I, and I, and
0: I was probably just being born during that day, so I don't know a lot about that day, but it was a beautiful uh, story. It was right when we were coming out of, you know, for the most part, they were coming way out of civil rights time frame, and it was a scene, a great story between black and white, but yet it was a rivalry, it was still fun at the same time. But now we fast forward to uh, 2020, 2021, (laughs) (laughs) and now we're dealing with the black and white thing, or just race. How is it being a black man today, man? You're a young black man. How how old are you?
1: I'm 26 now. How is it, and how are you feeling being a black man in America today, man? You know what? It's it's. I I would say this, man. I. I mean, I talk to my grandfather and yeah. just hear stories and uh, and just listen to him and just mindset. Yeah, I'm talking to a lot of I grew up with a lot of older people. You know, my uncles or my uncles and my great uncles. Okay, and so just hearing their stories. Yeah, I would suggest that it's the best time to be a young black man. Really, um, just because of mindset, there is no ceiling. For us, we we, we understand, and, and, that, and that might be because of how I was raised. Okay, um, that might be based on personality. I'm a dreamer type. Okay, Eddie. okay. Yeah, I don't care if you put a door in front, of me. I'm gonna knock that door. Yeah. and get to where I'm going. Uh-huh. But I think it's, and, and then you know, living in Atlanta, <laughs> like you, you like everything is owned by by, by right. black. Right. I mean, so I think I think there's there's good and bad, but I right. think man, this is. The best time. Okay. It's um, interesting. Be because we're coming up in this world.
0: That's interesting. It's interesting. And I I, I want to point that out because, uh, you know, I pointed out to you, you know, age, and you'll hear me talk a lot about generations and all that kind of stuff. But it's interesting from your perspective that this is a great time. Yeah. It's opportunity around. You're looking at it from that perspective, which is beautiful. You know what I mean? And you probably have heard a lot of us, uh, there are a lot of older people, mention that your generation is just, you know you guys are not afraid right now you're a generation right now um um that are willing to to, to see things be the, you know if it's wrong you're like no that's wrong yeah, right? yeah. It ain't, and let's yeah. fix it right and you know a lot of us uh, older ones we're, we're getting a little you know discouraged a little bit right you know because when you hear the situations like the uh, george floyd and you you hear different things that happen. Many of us are like, man, not another one, not another situation. And of course you guys are feeling it too. But you, you're feeling it in an aspect of what can we do to change it? Is that, is, is that
1: what I'm getting? I would say it is for me. Um, okay. And I think also just exposure yeah. to do with your mindset. Yeah, you know, I think coming from a small Midwest town, where, yeah, you know, everyone you see that looks like he works in you know, factories mm-hmm. and prisons and mm-hmm. things like that. You know, if you're not exposed to anything greater, then you you then you start learning. So it's really not just my generation, it could be based on what you're exposed. When you're starting to get... I just think my generation has the ability to be exposed to more things. That's true. Because of social media and technology and Yeah, Atlanta. Yeah. And so, you know, I and then when you when you when you move to Atlanta, yeah, you see that everything is owned by black people. Right. And it's not just corner stores, it's just not yeah. candy stores like it was back home. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, right. the, like I think of uh, a black-owned business back home. It's TC West, a candy store that we used to go to. Okay. okay. Candy candy, yeah. candy candy. A little bit, but that's before your time. But like <laughs> they got. I mean, everything is.
0: Yeah. You know, so I think it's it's, it's what I've been exposed to yeah. as well. So. Well, and you know, and I, it's interesting that I know your you, most of our conversation is going to come from your perspective, which is fair. Yeah. But I think I do see a pattern. I do yeah. see a pattern with your generation, um, in aspect, and again, it could be screwed to. Who I'm around but I, I, I sense a, a positive uh, outlook on things which I think is necessary you know we're both believers and I believe that every generation I think God really does uh, is interesting even though I, something that I may panic about in my generation there was a time where I had our generation has its mark of what it had to go through yeah. your generation is going through something you know I'm saying going through something but you You, the younger part of this generation, you're experiencing. But the remedy, I believe, is in your generation, right? The solutions and the things that can happen is going to be birthed out of your generation. Yeah. And um, I'm also finding that even in ministry, you know, um, we were talking earlier. you're, You're a big guy. You follow a lot of the preachers and all the ministers different things like that. And we were just chopping it up about some of the uh, preachers that I listened to coming up and some of the preachers that you're listening to coming up. I think a lot of the preachers that I have listened to or the people around my era, we we watched older um, preachers who made it look easy for us, right? right. They, you know, the Jakes, the... the, really the, really the, really the really yeah, yeah. All of them made it look so easy for us that we, a lot of our generation did... know blow up but i don't know if we are able to handle it we're in a day we're in that cross world where we're hitting social media and we saw the the greater generation blow up and and have these mega churches and then we're falling by the wayside but i see a yearning in your generation which is a little different which is pretty cool that you guys are not caught up in all of that but you're you're, you know you get where i'm going with this yes you know i think
1: I think God is a God of generation. Yeah. A generation. You're right. God of, right. Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob. Right. Right. And so I think my generation has a lot of good things to offer, but I think your generation and the generation before you has mm-hmm. a lot of great things to offer. They do, right. I mean, I mean, just practically speaking, you know, you might need the younger people for media and mm-hmm. for... Um, Technology, mm-hmm. especially with coronavirus, okay. but, but like yo, you need some of the older people to got that back. They got the yeah, you right, got any, like, and they got the experience, the, they got wisdom. The, experience yeah. they got the wisdom, the yep. wisdom. They can speak to things yep. that you see. What I'm saying? Oh, I do. So, and that's again, that's that's a
0: testament to your generation. Right, you, you you're able to to see that, right? You know, uh, sometimes it could be mislabeled that oh, they don't listen to anybody. You know what I mean? Um, oh, they don't follow anybody. But I, I do follow. I do see that a lot of you, your generation, does look, listen to and you do follow. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, okay, but we can do this. I see where you're going with that but we can do this a little bit better right yeah. and, and and we can add this to the table and we can bring this to the table yeah. do you see uh, what do you think that your generation is doing right now or what do you bring into, not you per se but what is your generation bringing to the table right now what do you think that you guys add
1: you know what man um, I know that's a loaded question but that's a loaded. Question. <laughs> I think uh, I think we're bringing a lot of I think just going against the grain. Yeah, um, but at the same time, in some cases, it's just it comes off very unbalanced. Okay. Um, and and I, because I don't want to like diss any other preachers. Sure, sure, like that. sure. I, I do think there is a need yeah. for the older preachers to disciple us. There it is. Um, yep. But yep. The question is, are you willing to? Mm. Um, and that's the whole. That's that's the church issue sometimes we lack discipleship this mm-hmm. idea of spiritual covering isn't always for i mean I, being in seminary i know a few cats who just went playing churches on their own right no just, covering just, just just say hey we gotta do 30 it 30 years old went playing a church yeah right? there, there is no covering there yeah. is a mm, you, you see what i'm saying yep. and, it's, and you can kind of see yeah there's definitely no covering it's think that's out of a place of rebellion or is it a place of i looked around and nobody wanted to cover me i think both okay i think both i think i think both because in, in some cases well from my experience i think yeah. sometimes coverings can kind of become control yeah right yeah. but then at the same time you do need someone to tell you no oh, that's yeah. not yeah. a good idea
0: right yeah, so what I'm hearing you say, which is good. I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation, man, because what I'm hearing you say, again, I want to uh, demystify all the myths, right? Because yeah. sometimes we, we, we assume a group of uh, a certain age group doesn't want covering, doesn't want to listen to anybody, doesn't want this, that, the other, but you're making it very clear, you Want that, but but it, it sounds like or your, your generation wants that. Yeah. Um. But it sounds like there's maybe not a bridge for that to happen. There's not uh, always in
1: always. some cases, and also it's it's like in, in many cases. Okay. It's it's a you know a pastor. Yep. Has a church. Yep. He has a son. Yeah. And he passes it on to his son. Yeah. his Son is just like well this is this is just easy and, and no one's. Asking, is he called yeah. is he educated yeah. is he ready but here's his church it's just here his church yeah. so that that i think that is why some of the good mentors are mm-hmm. kind of thrown out because they're still caught up in their own um i think in their own name in churches sometimes like has been used to be like an inheritance Okay and Yeah, I, And I don't think we we got to get away from that Because yeah. church is It's God's church Yeah But Yeah Man in the midst of Corona All that stuff is getting shaken It's changing So okay. we, we, we need to talk about
0: that Man it's, It ain't gonna be the same It's not gonna be the church same It be the same Let, Let's make sure we talk about it But I do want to talk about your background Like you mentioned been to seminary, so you yeah, you have yeah. got the, the background of seminary, got your masters, yeah. um and you've done all of that. So being um going but here's what's interesting. You know, you you've seen both sides of the world. It's going back to that race thing. Yeah. You've seen both sides of the world in the church. Black
1: church and, and the evangelical. Yeah. yeah. Talk about that. What what was that experience? what is that experience like? I think I just think they're uh tomato tomato you know okay. not one you know this one way is not right. One way is not wrong. Right, um, but there's 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 pros in both, man. Right. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a black church. I'm a black kid. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I had some good experiences. I had some bad experiences. I Had some good experiences in, in the evangelical spaces. Right. And I had some bad. Right. And the reason why I was in the evangelical spaces because for some reason yeah. the evangelical Christian system. Yeah. It's just full of Caucasian guys. Yeah, and uh, or guys that are from like different countries. Yeah, and so like I went to Regent University, which is an interdenominational sure. school, mm-hmm. and I had guys from um, Africa. I had oh, really? Many professors from Africa. Really? Um, I had professors from like England. Wow. From Germany. I mean, all over the world. Right. Um, I think I had more international professors than actually American professors. Really? And then I had professors from the states, of course. And then I might have had one African-American professor. Really? And and, and, and I mean, I think that's why I was exposed to a lot of the evangelical spaces was I took Christian education super seriously. Yeah. And then I just had a lot of mentors. My, my professors were in my life. Gotcha. You know, and I can call... Um, I can call Doctor Gilbert, right? Yeah. Doctor Daniel Gilbert from region University, and be like, "Hey, I need help." Yeah, need to pick up. And so, so your experience in this world, you, uh, let's talk
0: about it if you don't mind me going here with, with, with race, because there is a big divide. Let's just be honest; there is a big divide between what we call the Black Church, right, um, and the White Church, right. Yeah. Um, you know, the, you know, maybe we could say it's about worship, you know. But us on the Black in the Black Church, per se we may look at the White Church and say they don't understand things. Your experience I mean, I in that
1: grief—do they not understand, or is I, it? Shoot, sure? I, I agree. I think. So I'll tell you. So when I first moved to Atlanta, okay, um, I was just—I was—I was lonely. Yeah, you know, my, my girl wasn't here. Yet, right, I was here by myself, and right. everything's quarantined. Right. <laughs> oh, why you you moved here right when it was quarantined? Right, so I, I moved here in the beginning. <laughs> of the, I moved here in April, and, uh, and after three months, I was, I was like, I had no personal life. Yeah, um, and I just was like, I'm. I needed to talk to somebody. And so I found this church that was actually a modern church. Um, But it's in Atlanta, Georgia. It was actually in, like, the gentrified area of Bankhead. Okay. If you know about Bankhead, I was, like, (laughs) so right around the corner from the hood, right? (laughs) So I walked in the spot. Yeah. Good teaching. Good word. But it was an entire white audience and the, the in, the pastor, middle of in the middle of In the middle of banquet. Wow. And I, in the pastor took me out to lunch. And he was amazing. Yeah. But I was just like, something's not right. Mm. And I think that is the issue. Mm-hmm. and that is what they don't get the importance of representation so when you say something right is it you're saying it's because of representation or what was it so the fact that you have a church in the middle of the banking, yeah right yeah in the, in the right it's gentrified now right but right around the corner is what t.i. and grew up right, right? And so <laughs> so and it's 100 like i mean 100 yeah. percent White, white, wow. and it was just like, and it's not, you know, yeah, you're. I think every church is going to look like it's staff, yes. right? He had all white staff, so right. of course, the leadership, I mean, the, right. the congregation is going to be all white, right? Um, and so I think that that issue that I've experienced in a lot in, in, in the evangelical spaces, yeah. the white churches I've worked with, and our dad, um, it's just they don't always understand the importance of representation, right? And because Christianity has been whitewashed in America. Mm-hmm. They, that just goes over their head at mm-hmm. times. And so I think my experience that, you know, that's because even by reaching my, my spirit, sure. it was a lack of African American representation. Right, because you mentioned there was international representation, but there was yeah, not. Right, there was one African American yeah, yeah, representation, and he. Didn't stay my entire. Wow. I don't know what happened. He just disappeared one day. Right, and so uh, right, so I'm not. You know, of course, we're not going to be able to
0: figure it out. But these are things that we can point out because it is very, it is, it is very clear that there is a, you know, a, a division. A, a, not division. I shouldn't call it division, but there is a, something that's missing there. Yeah, and like you just described, here's a church right in the middle of a, a, an area which is predominantly black around it. Yeah, it, you would think logically that say, okay, we're going to move in here. Yeah, we may be ginger. In the area or whatever, but we should maybe add a, a black a, a worship somebody who's familiar with what's going yeah, they on. They just don't right? get it. Yeah. Like, just... yeah, so that's interesting. So I'm gonna we're gonna do be a little controversial here, if you don't know oh, yeah. <laughs> mind. But but with that being said, we saw something recently with 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 the political move. Yeah with the uh with the black church. I yeah, always stumble over that. Yeah, some
1: <laughs> evangelicals, I love you, but I work with a guy, and of calls him evil jealous. And I didn't want to say that. I don't mean it. That. Oh, man. And he said, those evil
0: jealousies. It's terrible to say. But it's, But you're hitting on something, because man. that is something that we need to talk about, because... The, we just, like I said, we're talking about something controversial. We just come out of a political climate. climate. The black church, and I'm just going to take the stance of a black church kind of guy, right? From the black church, right? I'm, I'm just saying that from Perspective, per yeah. se. We we looked at the whole political world and the, everything that was going down. Um, yeah, you did see a lot of people that were like, "Oh, we're pro this, pro Biden, pro whatever, whatever the case may be." But for the most part, the Black Church is like, "Hey, we ain't got no dog in the fight." Yeah, we like, hey, we we've, we've been down the political world plenty of times. You know what I'm saying? So whoever becomes president, you know what I mean? They become president. Um, we we make, some people were really strong against Trump. Let's just be real; they were really against Trump because of the way they felt. Trump um, um, treated the black community right, so so from that standpoint, yeah, they may have taken the default like, hey, we not we not going for Trump. With that being said, we had no dog in the fight. Nobody was really truly going out here prophesying, saying, hey, who's going to be the next president? We was oh, like, hey, man. we got no dog in the fight per se. We know that from the black culture or from the black perspective, we have always had to fight regardless of whoever the president is, yeah. um, even you know whatever the situation is. But on the other Side, they went hard in the paint, and I'm not. This is not. This is not to 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 to, to throw shade at it, but I I, I want to point out that they were going hard, and they went as far as to say that this is the will of the Lord. Like
1: this is God. This way. is God's way. Yeah, I, I think that isn't. I think honestly, not that I think mm-hmm. I am fully. That God is separating what's real from what's fake. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that to say if you voted for Trump, you're not a Christian. Right, exactly. Um, but I do think that God is separating the real from the fake. Yeah, because often, yeah, the real and the fake look so, so, so. You fake. can't tell them apart. You can't tell them apart. Right. You can't tell them apart. And if All you right. even go to the scriptures and you see. Um, at the Lord's Supper, Jesus is looking at all his guys. It's like, hey, one of y'all are about <laughs> to like tell me like he's all about true. to do me wrong. That's so and, true. and like none of them knew. Yeah. So Judas, like he, they were like, who is it me? Like, it was like, <laughs> and, and Judas, Judas had been around him, yeah. out with him, yeah. But he looked. Much like the rest of the He, he fit right and in. He fit right in that they couldn't tell. Oh, oh that's That it. he was never with them. makes sense While Peter then comes back in his letters and says, hmm, he was never with us. Wow. But if he was never with you, how come you couldn't tell from it? The- that's because the real and the mm-hmm. fake always look similar. Oh, you're similar. You drop and So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm convinced what's, what's going on mm-hmm. with today's political climate. It's mm-hmm. God is separating the real from the fake, mm-hmm. or the weed from the shafts, and mm-hmm. the sick and my weed Sure. Very soon. Sure. And so I think you have this idea of, uh, not an idea, this is, we have nominal Christianity or cultural Christianity, and it's attached to really America and, and the found the findings of it. And mm-hmm. I'm convinced that the founding fathers were not <laughs> yeah, concept of God. Sure, but they were not born. Again, sure, right. And that is that is knitted in the fabric yeah. of the United States of America. Yeah, and so I think what you're seeing is is like really the fabric of the U.S. Right, which is nominal Christian, right, Christianity, right. Christianity right. by name and culture, right, but not really born again. Come on, I think that is coming through. Yeah. It's it's. Everyone can see it. It's yeah. being
0: from the dark to the light, it, it, it's putting it's putting exposing it's, it's exposing and it's putting a, a defined line on what is what. And so it's not about so that side. I'm saying that side. Those who were promoting Trump were saying that if you they were like you were just describing, if you didn't vote for uh, Trump, then you were not of God. Were not a If you vote for Biden, then you're this, that, and the other. You're and liberal, and yeah. you know, and and there's all of these different things about it. And and I and I again, you can have your political stance. You can stand on whatever it is that you want to believe in. You know, we we have our view. But it, me being a black man, you being a black man, we still can't separate our, 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 our blackness from, you know what I'm saying, yeah. from our decision
1: making. You know what? Yeah. And I, before you, because I know some I know some... I'm Amazing brothers, yeah, who yeah, Who yeah. voted for Trump, yeah, and yeah. They are born again, yeah. Not to say if you voted for Trump, you're right, right, anti, right, exactly. However, you you're have right. those who were very, very right, extreme, right. Who just took it to the ninth power, right. And it's they were absolutely just unnecessary. But I think that that's God just revealing, right, and, and revealing what's real and what's fake. What's real? Is so I just want to clarify that. Oh no, they're very good. Yeah, you're right. Because I, th- I think you're yeah you're talking. About, I, I
0: think that's the clear. I think that's what the point we're trying to make i don't think i don't think my vote i mean again the people vote in the president let's just be real it's not god didn't this is not one of those situations where god yeah. <laughs> said hey this person is gonna of course god knows god knows who's gonna be president but he doesn't sanction that this person has to be president for my salvation right so unless this person is president doesn't have any impact we'll my be. salvation is not based <laughs> on who's in office that's, that's what i'm trying to say yeah. <laughs> But, however, we can have our opinion, and we make our decisions based upon, you know, our perspective, what we're going through, where you are in life. You're coming from a 26 year old. I'm coming from a 42 year old man. We're making decisions, but you know, whether you have kids, are you making it on your own this, you know, world, right? Yeah. Uh, your situation. So, we're not gonna, I'm not gonna throw shade at anybody for voting for any person yeah. uh, on the side of the aisle. That's not the point. But what we're really trying to get to is the people who uh, were saying that, prof- I, I don't even want to knock the prof- prophecy I don't, I don't want to knock the prophets because, I am in this aspect this is what I mean by that. Go air, but what I mean by that is, you, you know, you can prophesy and, and you shouldn't miss but it does happen, right? Some people have oh, miss, huh? mm-hmm. You said what? I
1: didn't get no, no,
0: no. But what I mean is because because you can say something. What, get, get what I'm saying here? Yeah. I'm not saying that you know you can stand up before the church and you can be thinking something is one thing, and but and say something. Yeah. Okay. Now you should be motivated and inspired by God and God alone. But we know it does happen. When it does happen, the question is, what do you do next? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I, because your salvation, I'm not gonna throw you to hell because you missed it in the prophecy. But what do you do next when you miss it? So this is the thing. <laughs>
1: is getting I don't know if it's all. But this one is. We have a very poor view on spiritual gifts and offices. Okay. Um and gifts mm-hmm. are considered like the offices. And so I think a lot of people want to put on the it's really a gift. Yeah. So we want to say I have the office yeah. of a prophet to make right. themselves look right. big, bad, and holy and spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes sense why a lot of the so-called prophets always talk about everything but mm-hmm. the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Everything. Everything but the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And I have one guy in mind. I'm not going to say his name. Okay. God bless that guy. Okay. But this guy gets on Facebook. He always talks about what God showed him, and it, it is never the gospel. Out. It is never. That's what the we're, gospel. Yeah, we're going too far. And and so and so that's one point. My other point is this. Can I read the Bible on this one? Oh yeah, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> I can't let the chaplain come in and I read <laughs> the Bible. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so this is this I'm not I'm not saying people should die. Okay. This is the law. Okay. And uh, and there's a point. Okay. Deuteronomy uh eighteen, twenty, and twenty-one says, But the prophet who speaks a word presumptuously in my name which yeah. which I have not commanded him to speak, mm-hmm. or which he speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. Okay, all right. Um so like prophets Died, and, and I'm not saying you should die, right? But I'm if, if you're a prophet mm-hmm. or if you're speaking on behalf of God mm-hmm. and you say God says mm-hmm. before you say that, you I think it's, it, it, it's very necessary to ask yourself, because, Am I willing to die over this? Yeah, like would I put my life yeah. on these words? Yeah, and I'm just saying you should take it that seriously. That, I think that's a good there way. should be a heavy weight to me, yeah. and I think. We are two loops with saying yeah. God told me, God yeah. said that. Right. And I think that is an issue. I think you, I think you help really
0: clear. You're right. The, the truth of the matter is because it's it's sacred, right? It's sacred. It's so sacred. And the fact that when you speak and you you right, you put, frame any conversation that God said or He showed me this and this, that, and the other, and you frame that conversation, the next words that proceed out of your mouth, we expect that to be God's words. So, yeah. we, we don't yeah. play. so it is important that we don't play with that. And, um, you know, I don't know if you, you follow uh, this individual or not, but I grew up on him. Um, Bishop Noel Jones, um, they, they had a clip that went out, and he was crying. Boo-horn. I saw that. Okay, so he was boo Yeah, And um, some, you know, people have a different opinions about that, but it was very interesting. And, it, and I think it was it, it was interesting because it was this. I have people who, um, and this doesn't have anything to do with the um, political thing, but it had more to do with this whole coronavirus. And he says, I have people who have been coming to me saying, where were the prophets telling me that this was going to happen, right? I want to know where the miracle workers are, and, and that's, that's that's another conversation, right? That's another conversation. Well, let's just start with the first thing, where right? Are in? Coming in prior to the the, <laughs> <laughs> the goal of this is not to to, to on any preachers. but yeah. the goal here is to say that prior to the the, the virus, <laughs> where where were the prophets now? I hear where he was saying and I get where he was coming from because I do believe honestly God did put some people I believe God has shown it to people right I believe God has uh, revealed that things like that were happening but we, they may have gotten it in parts and pieces and different things of that nature but the question is where were they to speak right where were they ahead of time to help us prior to walking into the corona however I am meant go I'm going all I'm the way to answer that question I am I'm, but then I, it's that after we got past that the corona came on us, we're all suffering from it whatever the case may be, you're asking about Benny Hinn and all that good stuff, oh that's great and that's okay, but then we walk into the presidential election and people are going hard in the pain about something that can go 50-50, one a candidate or the other, it's not that deep, it's like you prophesying but you you got a 50-50 chance, you're gonna get it right, Yeah. so I, 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 I'm struggling with yes, authentic prophecy, right and I believe that God has put again, there's, there's prophetic words in people's mouth that may, at this season may have been drowned out, like you said there's a separation by all of these false prophets that have been out on the forefront prophesying things similar and we've seen it when the political environment came up, we've seen this misuse this, of the prophesying, but the truth of the matter is, if, if
1: we really want prophecy to work like it should, it should have helped us prior to COVID, right? Well, you know what? <laughs> I, I would answer that question by asking you a question. Yes. Absolutely. If God did reveal it to his prophets, mm-hmm. would they have been willing to say it? Because
0: I, when I'm the like environment, the environment we're in. And I'm just sorry that would have been a tough thing to prophesy. Eh? Exactly. No, I do we all about to be like. I do know. I will say this: there are some prophets that have been prophesying. That prior to, and I, and I, and again, this is not the program to to highlight all that kind of stuff per se. But there were prophets that were prophesying, but these weren't the prophets that we we our go-to prophets. These weren't the people that oh, I turn on this channel and I turn on that channel and I'm ready for them to tell me what's going on next. You know, what I mean, these weren't those type of prophets. It was more prophets that were unknown, you know, per se, not known to the masses. They're not people that we, you know, we were out seeing. So, I'm, so I'm really saying that to say that there were some voices that being equity but people may not like you just described were we listening were we be what we, was our mind frame so far away
1: from this is no way possible right? i think we're just so used to people speaking wealth health, Come on. and money mm-hmm. that when someone tells the truth mm-hmm. we're just like ah that's not god change the channel that ain't god mm-hmm. and i think that's because um in many people's eyes mm-hmm. And in many people's hearts, the resume, the resume of Jesus mm-hmm. is all messed up. Mm-hmm. And it's time. This is a perfect time to rewrite that. Mother. In the middle of all Jesus of this. Come is on. Not, Jesus is not the whitewashed American guy with blonde hair, blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Nope, He ain't that. Not only that, mm-hmm. but he ain't the one that's going to promise you a mansion, health, and wealth all the time ain't that either. And I think those two things have been on the forefront of, uh, I guess, popular mainstream yeah. Christianity. Right. And God is debunking that through what's going on socially. Yeah. I really do believe that. Oh, I know so. We, we so, so if you're really paying attention to it what you're just saying
0: you're laying it right out so we, when we look at some of the major programs that are out they are uh, they're they're skewed a certain kind of way right yeah. so if you're going to i'm going to be on if we're talking about it from a team standpoint if i'm going to be on a certain program if i'm echoing what what they want me to echo i can pretty much you know not me per se but a certain generate uh, a certain type of person yeah. can be on there and they can echo that and that's what you hear because they're controlling what you hear for the most part. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, yeah. Whereas today, going back to kind of like what you were saying today, earlier, being a young person, we have are exposed to social media, we're exposed to it's, it's the best of both worlds per se, right? Where you can have a lot of false information out but then you can also have the truth. <laughs> getting words out. Yeah. And now we're getting to a place where all of this false stuff is being dealt with, right? Or you can go, is it's either you're going to be dealt with it's, it's, or you can go over there with It's being it. exposed. Yeah, it's right. like either you're going to hold on to it and you go over He's there with it. with it. Yeah. You can't play the
1: fence anymore. It's like either you believe this and you go with it or you believe this and you go with that. Yeah, you can't, you can <laughs> The preachers can't get on stage no more. No. And, and preach, you know, <laughs> sow this seed and you get money. Right. You can't, Mm-mm. you can't like, this, this, Nah, that that whole idea that that you can't preach that during this yeah, time. Yeah, and I think that COVID is is a horrible thing. Yeah. However, in the midst of um, in, in the midst of all of the heartbreak, mm-hmm. all of the lives that are being lost, mm-hmm. God is doing something. Oh, he is. And to the audience, I want to say. Please do not waste your quality. Yeah. yeah, don't waste yeah. your life. Don't waste yeah. this time. Yeah, because during this time of seclusion, yeah, God can do some beautiful things. Oh, He's been doing. It. I am not celebrating this. You should, you should just be secluded su- from everybody. Yeah. That is not healthy yeah. for any Christian. Yeah, or any person at sure. all. That is dangerous. Sure, but I am saying, mm-hmm. don't waste this time. Sure, because this is a time mm-hmm. where you have to learn to study for yourself. Yeah. And so, pick up a Bible. Yeah. Go buy a commentary. Learn how yeah. to read that book properly. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I and man, I, I can't wait to see how we're going to do church after this. It's interesting. I can't wait. Well, but we're feeling. What, what we are feeling, and you've kind
0: of hit on this a lot. Uh, what we are feeling, and it, it it's, it's amazing how God works. We. And I, I'm pointing to generational because I love I love seeing things that I see, and this is just what I see. A younger generation, you guys are coming up, and this is prior to COVID. I, I noticed that you know in the music, in the worship, and how you guys want to connect um, um, from a worship standpoint. You just want those that are coming up in. in, in Gospel, per se, I should say, they just want a connection to God. They're just looking for, hey, let's connect, let's fellowship, let's let's do this. You're not doing you. What you guys are saying, hey, I don't necessarily need the whole church with a, a, a pulpit and and all of the, you know, the, when I say pulpit, you know what I'm saying, like yeah. the, the whole glamour thing. I just want to just experience God. I want to just worship. I just want to connect. I want to do these type of things. Where some of the other generations, we have done it a certain way so long, you know what I mean? That this is disturbing our world, right? Because if I can't get up and be the man, right, and preach before people and, and, you know, if you're from the black church, if I can't rock the mic (laughs) and have that behind me, uh, it's difficult right now. You know what I'm saying? But It's still God is saying, hey, I don't for a moment, just for a moment. Uh, let's get back to what, how church started. You know, when you go to the book of Acts, when the church really started. You know what I mean? Where where they were just they were moving in one accord. They were house worship. It was yeah. connecting that way. What
1: do you see? Is, do you see that? What I'm what I'm saying? Man, you know what? I think it's both, man. Because I'm yeah, church. Y'all are you churchy? I am churchy. Oh, they, I, I'm. You with the church bug. <laughs> I'm, I'm churchy, man. So I miss church. Yeah, I miss it. Yeah, yeah. I, I miss it. I yeah, miss. Church, yeah, however, yeah, this has forced us to be creative, mm-hmm. and I think everyone first went to Zoom. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Mm-hmm. If you ain't caught on, ain't nobody paying attention to the preacher on you. are in the front room, you got the preacher on your laptop, on your phone, on your TV, right. whatever you're doing, right? But you got your kids running around the house, right. you your wife's in the kitchen, right. it's different, it's hard to focus, it's here. different, and so we got to do some. So I joined this, um. Uh, like a house church, mm-hmm. man. Listen, mm-hmm. man. And I don't say this out of bragging. I've traveled the U.S. Sure, armor bearing and serving other preachers. Sure, and I've seen a lot of different churches, mm-hmm. different cultures, different denominations, mm-hmm. black, white. Man, this was probably one of the most authentic church experiences I had in my life. Mm-hmm. It was in the backyard, okay, of a church, okay. And there was this guy there, mm-hmm. and he was just teaching for the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a young lady was singing. Mm-hmm. Um, and no smoke, no no lights. Speak about that. No no nothing. She was just singing, and they were. It was a missionary couple. Okay, but you said you you brought and this out. You said no smoke, no lights. Like, what do you mean? Like, by that? like, no no nothing. No theatrics. No the stuff that we're used to because it makes it cool. It was a missionary and his wife, and they said, Well, we can show y'all how we do church, and we're doing the mission field in China. So that's what I wanted. To, and it was
0: so beautiful. That's what I want to say, and, 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 and I describe it in the way I do best. But what I'm getting at is all of the extra stuff, right? All yeah. of the hoopla. You could be churchy all day long, and there's nothing wrong with that because there's, there's a good time for all of that. Yeah, Oregon, all, all that, awesome. all that stuff is good. Believe me, I love I, when I preach. I'm, you know, rocket, <laughs> You know what I mean? Whatever yeah. the case may be, all of that is good. But just for a moment here, it's like it's almost like we have to get back to the core of just. Really learn, Christianity. yeah, Christianity. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. Understanding how to connect, how to just break over the scriptures. Me being yeah. honest with with you, Aaron. to Man, I, I don't really understand the scripture. Can we just chop it up and just really yeah. understand? You know, your interpretation on this, man, because I'm I'm struggling with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Back to discipleship. discipleship. Right? You know, the church when it was first started,
1: it was house that's churches. what I'm getting at. Yeah, it was how. Yeah, church, it, didn't have, it did
0: not have the lights. It did not yeah, have the smoke. All that. Is nice. It's going in the middle of a corona when lives are being lost, or in the middle of a, a crisis. Yeah. None of that stuff
1: matters. And, 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 at this point, if a pastor can't be authentic, yeah. he is going to be irrelevant. If you don't know how to be like, listen, you struggling. Yeah. If you can't, if you can't respond to somebody who's saying, listen, I don't know if I can believe in God no more. Who is Jesus? Did he really exist? Mm. Or is this really? the white man religion like that's the type of stuff that people they are dealing if with if we can't yeah. answer those questions yeah. And the fact that we have a generation that if you say something yeah. and it's out of pocket, I'm gonna Google it. You know? I'm, a I'm right. gonna fact check it. And I'm probably saying something to right. service. Right. You, you can see them i
0: right. Oh, for sure, Man. For sure. Let's talk about that. If you don't, I'm not to shift too far. Yeah. But you brought up something that, that that sparked my interest, or I would like to talk about. You know, because we are in a, a very critical time with all of this separating, like do you just described, with separating this, that, and the other, and God is doing all that. All also, we're experiencing too a group of people who are lost in the aspect of they are coming to a place where they are struggling with their faith in Christianity, yeah, because of all again, like I said, it's the best of both worlds of everything that we're exposed to. All of these religions that are you have access to now, really? Because mm-hmm. truthfully, I can in my seek for knowledge, I can go on the internet and try to seek further. How do we handle as ministers and, and end of the gospel today, how do we minister to people who are losing faith and and, and especially black let's go back to the black the black culture is struggling with a new thing that's going on and you know you know where I'm going with that.
1: Yeah I think I think we gotta answer people's questions. Yeah. The thought is is like how can I worship this Jesus, yeah. who is also linked in with all these political yeah. things, who say, um, who say they're pro-life. Yeah. Yet, forget about the black boy yeah. who's, who shot down. Right? They say they're pro-life, but yet, they care nothing about the inner cities and yeah. the systemic issues yeah. going on and the, the, the education system. Yeah. They, they're they not really moving the tune. They're just... Wound, yeah. And it stops. Yeah. The, the same baby yeah. you're wanting to save. Yeah. Once he gets to six years old, you're afraid of him. You're intimidated by him. Once he gets twelve, you think he's he, you think he, he's he's going to hurt you and your family, right? And I've had those experiences. Yeah. And so until we get to the point where you know we're wound to same about life, yeah. It's not it's that yeah. that we would never cross in and, and, and hit the mark of justice that yeah. God has called us to hit. Well, I wanna even go even further. Like when we
0: talked about the insurrection, we kinda of touched on this a little bit earlier before we started recording, but the insurrection that took place, right? There was that was was, was deep. I don't know if you guys saw the video, but in the Capitol they were chanting cr- Christ. Christ. And I believe they had Bibles. They were praying in Jesus' name. There was prayers in Jesus' name, and they were not, any of them looked, looked nothing like us, right? Yeah. So they, they were all white men, young, yeah. you know, white males. And then, so how does a black man look at
1: that and then question things? Uh, I think that is why we have so many different. You know, I, <laughs> there was a time uh-huh. where you were Christian yes. as a black person. Yeah. Or, Muslim, yeah, right, and a lot of people, you know, in the 60s mm-hmm. left Christianity to become Muslim simply because Christianity was just really taken over by racists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can't get you can't around <laughs> yeah, right, right, and so on. that that caused for the Nation of Islam right. to blow up. I mean, right. if you don't know, there's I went to the, um, in Louisville, Kentucky, there's this, um, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah. Museum. Yeah. Amazing. Was it nice? It was, it was incredible. Yeah. And they tell a story. You, you click this button. They tell a story about him. How he used to carry a Bible everywhere he went. Really? And he went to the Golden Gloves. Carried a Bible. Wow. He was a Christian. Wow. And because of the racial issues going on at the time. Yeah. He wanted to see himself a representation. Because yeah. He wanted to see himself in God. Hmm. Not, not, he wanted to right. see he, he, right. he, he was like there's no way I can worship this blonde hair blue eyed Jesus mm. right because that's what was projected because on the, was of projected, what Christ was he was like I, there's no way I'm made in this dude's image wow. because people that are made in this image yeah. treat me like I'm not worth and what part does it the, 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 those <laughs> that
0: that stand so strong on the, on the, on, on the pro life thing which they you know that's a good thing to stand on but those that stand on why can't they see I, I, or take the time to try to see it from a different perspective? I have no idea. Okay.
1: I, I think some are. I, yeah. know, I think, man, we're in a time. <laughs> but you know what? And, I, and again, I'm going generational. Mm-hmm.
0: The younger people are open to it. It's it's When when they did a breakdown of with the evangelical church, the age range is getting older. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of young people
1: in the eval, evangelical we church. They're resume. falling away. The, the resume of Jesus in America Sadly, to many people, and to many young adults, mm-hmm. has been written mm-hmm. by a left-wing, yeah. <laughs> extremely conservative, right? You know, make America great, totally. yeah, and, and, and they're just not down with that. But it's if they so, ever saw an ancient version of Jesus?
0: Yeah, you see what I'm saying? But and, and that's what I think so, was so cool is I think God, we're in a moment right now, as you just described. It's a moment where all of this stuff looks like it's crashed together, and it looks like if you look at it on the surface that there's no hope. Yeah. But I see, this, it, it's, I see that God is. Uh, it's, it's like it has to happen.
1: Yeah. In order for the purity to come out of it. God always has a <laughs> I see that. Do you God, see that? I see it because God always has a. Rim. Yeah. God always has a some something or someone set aside to proclaim this truth. And I that's
0: what every I every time and that's what I'm pulling on, man. I, I see it in, the, in, in this. In this, this upcoming world That they're like hey we don't care about that We don't care about this we don't care about that Like I just described there's a, a, a falling away That the th- 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 evangelical is not growing. It's not a growing segment, you know what I mean? But there's still a segment that is growing, but they're they're like, hey, I need to have more of an encounter, spiritually encounter. I'm looking for more more, uh, connection with God. But here's the problem. We have a critical time us as believers. If we don't catch them, you know what I'm saying? If we don't show them the Jesus that we know and the true Experience that it really is, they're gonna be open to so many other things. You get what I'm saying? There's a generation that's like, hey, like you described earlier, we're looking for it. You know what I mean? We need it. But it's a matter of us, you know, not us, but, you know what I mean, the church stepping up and providing, the true
1: church, Yeah, stepping up and providing that connection. So, like, rewriting, yeah. like I was talking about. Well, I think, I mean, just the issue of, is Christianity white man's religion? Yeah. Should I go there? Yeah, let's go there. Because that's what we do. I think, um, I think this. Yeah. For one to ask that, they're asking there are so many influencers who will say Mm -hmm. that Christianity Mm -hmm. was given to the black man Mm -hmm. during the 16th, 17th, and 18th century during the slave trade. Right. However, come on, Christianity first is a western religion. Mm -hmm. Not just that, Mm -hmm. but many of the church fathers during the first, second, and third century, Mm -hmm. uh, before the slave trade was even a thing, Mm -hmm. But before Constantine, all of that, like like there were church fathers who helped establish Christianity. Mm-hmm. This guy named Tertullian. Okay. He coined this phrase Trinitas, which mm-hmm. is where we get the word Trinity. Trinity. Yep. And he existed directly after the times of the apostles. Mm-hmm. Right? Then you have people like um, um Athanasius, you got Augustine, mm-hmm. you got Origen. I mean, you have some in, in Athanasius. Mm-hmm. Who's probably my favorite i just got done reading some of his ancient writings mm-hmm. incredible pieces mm-hmm. um but athanasius this guy mm-hmm. was a beast mm-hmm. and during the time of constantine mm-hmm. during um he kind of he, he kind of he, he helped put forth together this thing called the nicene creed mm-hmm. and um he really just um uh, i guess he he he, he uh, He defended this idea that Jesus is God and man. Mm. And the reason why we have the Nicene Creed now is because of his works. Keep in mind, his name is Athanasius Mm -hmm. and he was nicknamed the Black Dwarf because of his dark complexion. So this was was a chocolate name. Really? So then one would say, "Well, those guys are from uh, Northern Africa, or they're not Mm -hmm. from they're not our ancestors." Mm -hmm. Hell, it's just (laughs) (laughs) there's a book. um, It's it's like the corpus of early African sources for Western African history, Mm -hmm. and it talks about uh, Mansa Musa, who we know, and he talks about. Basically describing that in his kingdom in Mali, mm-hmm. there were both Christians and Muslims. Wow. And so this b- before America was even thought of. Okay. Man, Jesus. Oh yeah. Was setting people yeah. free the continent of yeah. Africa, yeah. not just Northern Africa, yeah. but West Africa. Yeah. Period. Yeah. If you're looking for an ancient yeah. African religion, yeah, you cannot look past wow. Christianity. And I'm so not that one dis- to say. Yeah, that, yeah. I'm not one to say that everybody in Africa was Christian. No, mm. no, no, no. They, they weren't monolithic. Mm. On no, slave ships. No, those some guys. Were, no, <laughs> right. that, that's not that's not the truth. Right. But to say we weren't exposed to Jesus right. until. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. That is ridiculous. Yeah. And, to, and then you you take a step further and you look at the Reformation. Well. Reformation was inspired by those early black church fathers. Well, I mean, and,
0: and, and if we go to the early Pentecostal
1: movement, what you see more is the father of Pentecost. <laughs> now you you you're Pentecostal. <laughs> hey. So, I mean, Seriously. Yeah. Like, like, Christian. Bro. <laughs> Yeah. Church history yeah. is Black history. Yeah. Happy Black History yeah. Month, people. Yeah, Happy Black yeah. History Month. So, church history is Black. I
0: mean, and we can go into a, and we are we we're, we're gonna do some more stuff on, on another uh, platform. We are we're gonna get, get into this kind of topic. But the, the the main point is, you know, these are things that people are really are facing. Yeah, and this is a real issue. But I'm so I'm but like you're feeling um, optimistic. I'm feeling optimistic about because it's out of my hands, right? God is still in control, and I do believe that God uh, is still got some things in store. Even though the world may craft it as, oh, this is a dark and doomed moment, the church is in that state, it's awful. In what perspective? Maybe in this perspective, it may be falling apart, or maybe this perspective, it may not be growing. But the truth of the matter is, God is is still finding people, and he's still releasing his spirit on people, regardless. You know what I mean? Regardless. He's not held in a box, right? And I'm not trying to be like this person to say, hey, we don't need religion or anything like that. That's not what I'm trying to go. But what I'm trying to get at is... God does not need us to be God. Absolutely,
1: <laughs> He don't need us. He don't need us to be God. You know what? That. That's the word. That's the word. Because that's a word. Yeah. Because we have made it out to be yeah. that God needs us. Yeah. And that's probably why. Yeah. We are so stressed out, concerned. Like yeah. You know the people in church to be like, I'm just trying to stay still. Right. 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 Like, Thank <laughs> God. God is able to keep you from yeah. stumbling, my God. Yeah. God is the one that keeps you. God is the one that saves you. Yeah. God is the one that carries you. Yeah. And so a lot of times, man, like, what we need to do, we just need to give it to God most of the time. Most of the time. The the time. time man. We really need to re- when you
0: in this moment, and this is what I've been, you know, and I've always kind of been like this, but it's more and more prevalent now. In a time where we are in now with everything unknown, you can't predict it, you can't put it
1: have to fall
0: back and yeah. follow God.
1: You and I have to. Have to. And he's speaking about <laughs> things being unknown. Yeah. In my life, yeah. God seems to always make Himself known in my unknown. unknown, every single time. every time. When I am right? lost, I yep. have no idea yep. what's yep. going on. Yep. Where I have to finally have no choice yep. but to just say, oh. "When you let, it's almost like when you let go." <laughs> and, and it's almost like it takes so much to have for me to be like, "All right, I, I have to do all my work mm-hmm. after all my trying. I'm yep. still not to where I want to be." Yep. That's when God really get busy. It's almost like a. It's almost like if you surrender and to surrender hey Lord and
0: knows what you want. He takes care of you. He provides. He does all that. Yeah. But it's so much of us trying to be in control and still be in, in the place. Uh, especially in this culture, right? This culture is you gotta know what's going on. You gotta, you know, you gotta have it. and with Corona and what COVID told us and corporate America and all the other places in the world, you don't know nothing. <laughs> we all got home. We all got home. We all, we, pulled, all we all pulled it in and we all trying to figure it out. But this is a time where our attention, you, you it can still go anywhere, but if you have not, if God has not gotten your attention, which I know he's pulling on you, if he has not gotten your attention now, I don't know what else will. (laughs) I don't know what else will. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're approaching... The, the top of, of this uh, program and uh, it's been good so we, yeah, really, can do, it. we really can find we really could do some 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 part ones part twos and dig into specific topics but we were just chopping it up today and yeah. and I um, hope you guys enjoyed it like I said I met this this guy a uh, couple of, uh, I'll say a couple of years ago it's just easier to say a couple of years ago yeah. and didn't I realize that we would be connecting this way and I'm excited about what God has in store for us yes, and, sir. and the more that we're learning and 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 again this this Program was not meant to really, uh, or this discussion wasn't meant to throw shade at anybody. Really, nah, we, nah, this nah. is two black brothers, right? It's two. <laughs> <He's> Brothers, barbershop talk, barbershop talk but two black brothers that are believers that really are trying to do you know like i said we have a concern for souls we have a concern for um you know uh, serving others yeah. and doing that and so we're trying to figure it out as well uh, but we we we, we, we just want to err to the place of relying on god as far as our decision making and not out of our own uh, desires, right? Which, so we want God to really do that. So, before we get out of here, man, um, you know, um, that, you know, I like to always end a little bit with something fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna thank you No, no, we gonna <laughs> <okay>. be <laughs> But uh, if, if you could leave us with anything, what's like your favorite TV program? Your favorite, uh, whatever. Prince of
1: Bel-Air, That's easy. <laughs> greatest show of all time so my wife's a martin guy oh yes so we be going back and forth
0: i think i think martin is better right let me give you another one then uh
1: sugar on your grits or salt on your grits so i want to (laughs) rephrase earlier i said my wife is a martin guy she she's a woman y'all um but i never heard of putting salt on your grits until I move down south. Okay. Where okay. you from? I'm, well, I'm just throwing it out. They, they, sugar and butter, that's the only way to do it. <laughs> there are people who put salt. You put salt, salt? No, salt. I put
0: sugar. I'm putting up. I'm putting are up. You're trying to be a lot of Okay, power soda. Power soda. So we're both of them, two guys, like I said, from the Midwest here in Atlanta, Georgia. And so this is now, these are things that we have to distinguish between pop and soda and sugar on the grits, salt on the grits type of thing. This is what we're, we're dealing with. But, uh, man, it's been real, man. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you guys did. Um, I don't know if we've got the footage that we were looking for video-wise, um, but, of course, you're probably listening to this audio. Um, if we do have a video, you can go ahead and watch it on, on YouTube. Yes. As well. Um, but um, that ends our show tonight. Like I said, me and um, my guy, Errington, we're going to be kicking it a lot. You're going to be hearing him a lot more. Um, we're going to be doing some other things together. Um, and he may be showing up from time to time, co hosting here on the, uh, Behind the Grind. But until the next time, I am your host, Sharad Schuler, and this is Behind the Grind. <laughs> You don't know you know